in a world saturated with podcasts, Two Brothers, One Bible stands out as an intriguing addition to the audio landscape. Ooh, oh, that was good. What yeah, do you think yeah, about that? That's good. I don't have any idea what that means. No, no. Welcome to Two Brothers, One Bible Podcast. We are so grateful that you joined us today. And welcome to another episode of Two Brothers, One Bible Podcast. We're so glad that you are listening in today. Peter, how are you? I'm good, Robert. How are you? Really good. Thanks for asking. And we have not uh, been together uh, to do a podcast in a week. Yeah, it's been a while. It's been it's been a whole seven days. I know. And, and what have you done in those seven days that's worth telling? Man, it's been busy. It really has. <laughs> I, the, the last two weeks have just been really really busy right which, which is a good thing yes you know i'm not waiting for the grass to grow or anything like that so it's it's been good that's good that's yeah, how good. about for you oh i've been busy as well well you know good. ever since i retired i'm busier now than i've ever been in my life how'd you find time to work i don't know yeah. and and i'm so glad i'm not working now yeah it's just every day is saturday except sunday there you go that's how okay. i view retirement all right all right. I like Every day's that. different. You choose what you want to do. That's exactly right. Well, you know, and I'm grateful you chose to do this podcast. Well, thank you. Yeah, yeah this has been a lot of fun. It has been, and you—I haven't told you this yet, but do well, you know we have a listener in Canada? Hey, okay. Or did I tell? I did tell you. You, did. you sent me an I email. Did see you. I, that's yeah. right. I did yeah. send you that, and. um that that person has listened to every episode. Hey, great! So that's uh, fantastic. So if you're the one listening uh, from Canada, yeah, uh, thanks so much. Thank we you. really do appreciate we do. that. Tell tell your Canadian brothers that. Oh and yeah, sisters. Uh, tell everybody in Canada. Yeah, we let's let's get more Canadian listeners than than American listeners. Wouldn't can, that be can something? We do that? Uh, well, it's a lofty goal. Well, why not? Why not? That's it. Oh, well, let me tell you, uh, we're doing our Mount Rushmore series still. Yeah. We're still in that. And I have a friend. Uh, her name is Denise. Okay. And Denise, I asked her what her four um, Mount Rushmore verses were. Yeah. Uh, just a little bit about Denise. She is a postmaster in okay. Watertown, Tennessee. And uh, right. me being a former postal employee, uh, gotten to know her very well. And we're good friends. And... So she sent me her four Mount Rushmore verses. Marvelous. And so we're going to start today with the one that she sent in, and that was 2 Timothy uh, chapter 1 and verse 7. Mm. So that was the one that she sent, and I'm going to pull that up right here. Uh, do, or do you have oh, I, I right have here. it right here if you oh, want. Oh, yeah, read that yeah, for us. sure. Uh, for the spirit God gave us does not make us timid, but gives us power, love, and self-discipline. Oh, that's so good. It really is. I can see why she selected this verse. I can too. This is what she said uh, okay. when I asked her why why this verse, and she yeah. said that Second uh, Timothy one seventeen is what I recite when I'm afraid of something that mm. I'm going through. Just a little lift when the anxiety kicks in, and in the postal world, it's used a lot. <laughs> so that's yeah. that was her reason for picking this first. So yeah, it's it's chock full of some uh, some great stuff in there. It, it really is. I I like it. You know the uh, the word timid could also be used uh, for cowardice. Oh okay. Yeah yeah. I've never thought of that, but yeah, it could. It could be used for cowardice. Uh, to talk about the, we've talked about the spirit before, mm-hmm. um, and, and talk about the the spirit again. When when I think of the spirit, I think of that deposit. Yeah, you know, right. I, I always Who guarantees. Come, I always come mm-hmm. back to that. Yeah. Uh, but one of the things that um, that came to my mind is that 
you know, Jesus was God has been God's son from eternity. Right. And but it's clear that during his ministry in life, he needed the the power of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And if Jesus needs it, do you think I need it? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, no doubt. <laughs> well, because in it's in Luke three twenty two uh, that you know the the Spirit came upon him. Right. And then he goes up in and is tempted by Satan. Mm-hmm. And so he that's when the the Spirit descended uh, in on, uh, Luke three twenty two. And, and the spirit, a form of a dove. Right. And so if if it's good enough for Jesus, it's good enough for me. We we need twice as much. Well, we actually really yeah, do. Yeah, we really do. And so, I, I, you know, it is. It's very ridiculous of mm-hmm. us to think that, that we can go with less. Mm-hmm. You know, how many times in the Gospels do we see that Jesus slipped away uh, so that he could pray, that he could prepare himself for whatever day's right. events. And he may have known what was coming, but even if he didn't, what he knew was he could not face what that day held without God's power, right. without the Spirit being present. Right. And then getting back to that timid part, mm-hmm. uh, Jesus certainly was not timid no. in anything he did because he was full of the Spirit. Exactly. You know, I, yesterday I preached uh, uh, from Philippians chapter 1, and uh, I did verses 27 through 30. And, and Paul's talking about our, our boldness. Mm-hmm. And, and I think as Christians, we kind of dial it back because Paul is dealing with, with persecution. He says, you know, as, as a believer, you're going to be persecuted. And I think what we choose to do is like, I'm not going to be aggressive with my faith. I'm not going to be assertive with mm-hmm. my faith. I'm going to just be nice. And we'll be on the back burner. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so I'll I'll laugh at the joke that's a little unsavory. I'll join in the kidding of the employee that nobody likes. Mm-hmm. I'll I'll join them for drinks after work. I I just want to fit in. Right. And then, you know, and and have really even talk about the the topics that that could be offensive. You know? Oh, sure. They're like, you know, did you hear so-and-so was dating this one? And it's like, well, I, I don't believe in that, you mm-hmm. know? And and so we, we don't even want to get involved in, you know, these these biblical topics. Right. Because we just want to be nice and, and have everybody like us. Mm-hmm. But what Paul's telling us here to, to Timothy, and Timothy's under a lot of pressure here. Okay. There's a lot of people being persecuted. He's the pastor at the church of Ephesus. Right. And and because of the persecution, they're leaving the church. Oh, yeah. And so Paul's saying, look, I, I know you're young. I know you're under pressure. But you, there's no place for us being timid mm-hmm. in Christianity. Nowhere. It's just not a place in it. And, and he goes on to say that the Spirit uh, does not make us timid, but it gives us power. Yeah. So... If I've got the power of God yeah. backing me up, right. why am I timid? Because, yeah. you know, I think all of us face that from time to time. Well, sure we do. And, yeah. and we're not as bold as we should be. No, you know, it, it is a lot easier to just take that that path of least resistance. Mm-hmm. You know, we there is a strong part of us. We, we don't like to be ostracized. We don't like to be made fun of. Right. We love to be included. And so if if shrinking back and dialing down our Christianity right. uh, helps us do that. We're, we do it more often than we, we care to think. We really do. And, and Peter 
is, you know, you can look at his life and you can see how he was full of spirit yeah. at times. Oh, yeah. And then you can see that in Galatians how Paul called him out. Yeah. Because he was being timid. Yeah. You know, Peter really struggled with that. We he see did. that in the Gospels. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, Jesus says, you know, that a boy, you know, you really did the good. And the next time, turn behind me, Satan. You know, get behind me, Satan. Right. You know, so, yeah, Peter was all over the place. And he's he's an excellent exa- example of how we are today. Absolutely. I think it's just as human. I'm not picking on Peter for no, anything. No. But you know, we saw, we saw him being full of the spirit and full of power right. at Pentecost. Right. He just stood up and just let and here's a guy that's a fisherman. Right. He's not educated to the the degree that the Pharisees were. Mm-hmm. And then we see him uh, at the Jewish High Council there in Acts 4:8. Right. And you know, he's just telling them it like it is. Yeah, and then then we get where Paul calls him out, you know, in the Galatian letter, saying that I had to pull him off to the side and say, "Why are you t- so timid when it comes to the Gentiles?" Yeah, and he just fought, would fall back to the Jews. You know what? You know Peter had some different different thinking than Paul did, and so Paul had to get him straight, get him on the same page. Mm-hmm. God had to do that with the visions about you know I'll tell you what to eat, what's oh, clean right. and unclean. Right. He really had a problem thinking about this gospel is for the Gentiles too. And mm-hmm. so Peter was slow to get on board with that, but he did. He did. Yeah. He, he actually uh, got on board and, and did great things with that. Um, so the, I, I wrote this down. Uh, timidity, is mm. that how you say that? Yeah. And fear is a sure sign that we're not full oh. of his Holy Spirit. That's good. I like that. Uh, so it doesn't mean we don't have it. Right. But sometimes we just don't rely on it. For our strength and our power, yeah, we start relying on ourselves, and that if we start relying on ourselves, that's when we get timid. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. So, how did you like that little statement? I like that. That was good. <laughs> I put a star by that one. Would you? Yeah. <laughs> well, let me get my pen. Right yeah, here. do oh, that. My goodness, you, I, you get a sticker, Robert. A sticker you did for good. that one. Okay. You know what I thought of here is, um, you know, when we he he talks about power, love, and self discipline. Mm-hmm. Love and self-discipline or self-control are part of the fruit of the Spirit. Right. The word power is not. Oh, no, it is not. No. It's not a fruit of the Spirit, is no. it? No. And why is that? Well, I don't know, but I think it should be. I'm not going to correct <laughs> Paul in what he said in, in Galatians. Well, do you think but, it's because God has the power instead of us? Well, but he also, I mean, the the word love here is the word agape. And so we oh, okay. we can't love at that kind of level. And, right. and we can't have self-control because right. our self is out of control. Right. But, I, you know, I kind of think uh, when you look at the fruit of the Spirit, one of the fruit is is gentleness. Mm-hmm. And we kind of think gentleness is, is contradictory to power. Right. You know, how can you be power, bold, assertive, and be gentle? Right. But I submit to you, was not Jesus that? Oh, he was certainly that. He, yeah. he he did that all the time. Yeah, he, he well he did it on the cross. Yeah, I mean that's a that's a the most profound example I can think of. You know, I, I don't think anyone would say that that we don't see a gentle Jesus, right? But I also think we don't we don't see a a timid Jesus. Mm-hmm. We don't see a cowardice Jesus. We don't see we see him bold. Right. We see him with power. We see him being very assertive. Uh, he doesn't shrink back from anything, right? And so he certainly displays power, right? Okay. Well, I I haven't thought about the power not being uh, one of the 
fruits of the spirit, and it's not. No. It's not listed. You know, and I think when it comes to gentleness, I, I think we kind of make that kind of, you know, that that's our goal as mm-hmm. Christians is to be gentle. Right. And, and, man, that's like one step away from being a doormat. You know, just, well, <laughs> just I mean, you step, think yeah. about it. Yeah, no, just step on me. I don't care. You know, right. uh, others are more important than me. You know, do what you want to do. I don't care. You know, take the last piece of pie. I don't, you know. And I don't think that's gentleness per se. I think the the actual Greek definition of gentleness is power under constru- under control. Okay. Restraint. Right. Uh, so it's kind of like a horse that is guided. Mm-hmm. And so it doesn't mean you're, you're weak. It doesn't mean that you're powerless. It means that power is controlled. Okay. And I think that's what, because the, the Greek word here is the most strong word for power. It's dunamos, which we get dynamite from. Okay. So it's not this like little power. It's big power. Oh, yeah. And so Paul's saying, don't be timid. Use this big power under the influence of the Holy Spirit to to just be bold in your faith. And and that that's an excellent point because I did not know that was the uh, the Greek word for that. Yeah. Where we get dynamite. Yeah, that's I, that's why I wanted to share that with well, you. Well, I'm I'm glad you did. Yeah. Uh that you know gives us power, love and self-discipline. The self-discipline thing uh without uh, the spirit being inside of us, uh we would get pushed around by our cravings cravings and impulses. We would. I mean, cuz we are very carnal. Mm-hmm. I mean, let's let's be honest. And and so, yeah, our desires typically dictate where we go. Right. And so left to our own devices, we're going to end up in places where we ought not be. Oh, that's so true. And the thing that I love that the Spirit will guide us through all of the trials and tribulations that we'll go through. Right. And it, it will, you know, it will always lead us to back to God. No matter what. Yeah. And so, and I think with the Holy Spirit living inside of us and giving us this power, we have more control over, over ourselves. Yeah. We have more self-discipline because of that. Yeah. So I, I just think that's a powerful, a powerful verse there in Second uh, Timothy chapter 1. Yeah. No no doubt it is, is worthy of being carved down the Mount Rushmore of our faith. That's exactly it. Yeah. That's exactly it. So well, any other things that you would like to share about uh this verse that right here that we've talked about that you know, I'm down? just, I'm really, you know, it, it amazes me, uh, you know, because you and I, when we, when we first talked about this, we, mm-hmm. I, I'm sure you did as I did, you know, when you presented to me, Hey, how about this Mount Rushmore pick four verses that really mean a lot to you right. that, that kind of define who you are, your faith, your go-to verses. Like Denise said, she, she prays this when, when she feels overwhelmed she yes. goes back to second timothy 1 7 and so you know what are those verses and you know so i really searched and i, I really pulled out i i, I tried to reflect on those verses mm-hmm. you know and my goodness it seems like everyone who submits a verse will go well yeah that's a good one i, I should have picked that one <laughs> you know? i've done the exact and, same thing you know and i'm not going to retract the four that i picked no but there, there's certainly. I haven't found one yet that would say, "Well, that's a silly one to." No, I haven't either. No, I haven't. But, and, and I love it because everybody's individual with this. Yeah, it, their experiences in life, mm-hmm. uh, that what they've gone through, what they've experienced, what, how their church family is, what whatever the situation is. Yeah, these verses mean something to them because of their life experiences. Exactly. And I had one guy tell I'll tell you this. One guy told me that. Uh, 
his changes, his Mount Rushmore versus change <laughs> because of his his life circumstances. Okay, as he ages, uh, as he gets older and older, you know, things might take a little more importance. Okay, then, but yeah. I'm with you. When I'm with on Mount Rushmore, man, I'm carving in stone, and it's up there for generations. Yeah, it seems like this other guy's carving in sand. If he's shifting, <laughs> and, and I get what he's saying, yeah. but I would flip that around. I think some of these Mount Rushmore verses mean more today because of how they've matured in Christ. The, these verses take on more meaning, sure. have more significance, have more power. Right, absolutely. And so I, I don't know. I understand that as we grow in our faith, we, we get a different perspective. Mm-hmm. But then I think we get a different perspective on the verse itself. Right. And, and I think that's exactly exactly the case. Well, listen, we have uh, we have explored 2 Timothy. We did. Uh, uh, 2 Timothy 1, verse 7. Okay, yeah. I was trying to figure out what that was. Uh, chapter 1, verse 7. This is Denise's, uh, one of her Mount Rushmore verses. So, Denise, thank you so much for for sending that to us and that we are out of time we are here on this episode of two brothers one bible podcast i'm robert wakefield i'm peter searson we hope you will join us for our next episode as we will talk about another one of denise's mount rushmore verses i can't wait i'm excited all right thank you so much and we will see you the next time and god bless you Thank you for listening to Two Brothers, One Bible Podcast. We want to encourage you to subscribe wherever you get your podcast and be sure and tell a friend.